Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Pfizer and the FDA tried to hide the hiring of 2,400 full-time employees just to handle adverse events. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, Matt, more and more as we see with these documents um, uncovering the, the untruth, the lies that Pfizer has been, and the FDA, has been trying to hide all along. Yeah, what we see here is... There was a FOIA request, a Freedom of Information Act request, by some doctors and scientists and researchers to the FDA to provide all of the documents that Pfizer presented to the FDA as part of its application for licensing the COVID shot. And the FDA balked at that. They did not want to turn over the documents. And then there was court litigation to require them to turn it over. And the FDA responded and said, well, Give us 75-plus years to turn over the documents, and we'll trickle them out 500 pages a month, and it'll take us 75 years to be able to do that. And now we know why they wanted to wait 75 years. And fortunately, the federal court out of Texas said, no, not 75 <clears throat> years. How about six, seven, eight months? How about eight months and do it at the rate of up to 55,000 pages a month? Well, the first a group of documents came out. The very first part of March 2022, 55,000 pages. In that document release was a 38-page document from Pfizer that has an appendix that includes 1,291 adverse events, serious injuries from the Pfizer shot alone that the FDA knew about, 1,291. If that had come to the attention of anyone that was looking out for the American public, they would have said, whoa, well, wait a minute. In a year, we already have for one medication, 1,291 serious events. It takes nine pages, single space, just to list those. And they are just one or two words describing the particular condition, like, for example, myocarditis, demyelination, there's no other explanation. You have to look into what those diseases or conditions are. So that's how compact it is. That's what 1,291 specific serious injuries looks like. But no, the FDA continued to push the mantra safe and effective. Now, what we find is on April 1, the second group of documents was released. It was over 11,000 pages. And one of the documents shows that by February 28, 2021, so let's mark that as a date and time. Mm -hmm. You have to remember that it was only about nine to 10 weeks before that, mid-December, about December 15, 2020, is when the FDA gave emergency use authorization to Pfizer. It was the first COVID shot that had EUA. Remember when they released that in December, it was only for certain categories of people. It wasn't for everybody. So we're talking about in about a nine to 10 week time frame between the release of the first COVID shot to the end of February 20, 
21, they already had an influx of so many adverse events that they had to hire more people. And, and they fact, saw more coming. I mean, yeah. that was the thing they knew there was going to be more adverse effects coming. So they were anticipating that. And so hiring these 24-hole people, knowing that these shots were causing all these tragic events. The document that the FDA had shows that by February 28, 2021, Pfizer reported to the FDA that it had hired 600 additional full-time employees with plans to hire 1,800 more by June of 2021 to process the, quote, large number of adverse events, close quote, they saw already in just those few weeks. But don't forget, they tried to cover this up. The first document they released on this was redacted. They didn't have the information about the number of employees. They were trying to cover it up. Right. They just said they hired, you know, because they weren't blotting out names or specific things that would be privacy related. They had to hire blank number of employees. Right. Well, what was the, the number? They intentionally blotted out the number of employees. Because they knew that it would cause alarm, just like it is right now. Yeah, because right <laughs> now, now you know. So now what we know is that the large number of adverse events were so much that they had to hire 2,400 brand new additional full-time employees and have them on staff by June of 2021. Now, how many do they have now to hire and monitor these? We don't know. What we just know is from this document, we'll probably find more information as every month more documents are being released under court order. Yeah, we've got probably 80,000 pages are about to come out before May 2nd. So I'm sure more information will be coming out. And I just, you know, I'm just appreciate Dr. Naomi Wolf, a journalist who has gotten a group of volunteers, attorneys, doctors, and just lay people that have been doing deep dives into this information. And all of this is coming out as a result of their hard work. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at uh, all of this information that's coming out in addition to the fact that they've Look, they had to hire 2,400 full-time employees. To anticipate. Just to process the complaints that were coming in right. to Pfizer. This is not information that was being recorded under the CDC VAERS chart. This is not information that was not being recorded, but people were having adverse events. But right. these were individuals who were reporting directly to Pfizer. And they anticipated that many employees to handle all these adverse effects. And that's just for the United States. Right. And Pfizer did this in other places around the world, and particularly they used Israel as a massive clinical testing nation, if you will. Mm -hmm. So the immensity of the adverse events is incredible. It literally coincides with what we see in the VAERS data chart, the CDC VAERS data chart. That was launched in 1990, June of 1990, and it logs all vaccine injuries, all vaccine from all vaccines, and there's lots and lots of different vaccines that were on the market. So from 1990 until all the way through 2020, the line on the graph is just a straight line, um, very close to the bottom of where the graph is. So fairly consistent. What we know is that it's always been underreported, but then what happened is 2021, when these uh, COVID shots were released, it skyrockets vertically and it stays there. 
It just is no comparison. So we've seen that. We've seen that in the European version of the VARES, mm -hmm. the same kind of thing. We've talked to medical providers, healthcare workers, EMS workers. They've seen it in treating patients, in doing their treatment of individuals with regards to the increase in shots uh, and therefore increase in adverse injuries from the shots. We've seen it in the military as well. We've seen it in the military. The there are more information. people that have died in one year in the military from the COVID shots than in two years from COVID. Uh, and in fact, uh, the numbers are 93 over two years who have died from COVID, 127 have died in one year uh, from the COVID shots. But the question is, Matt, if Pfizer and the FDA went to this extreme to try to hide this information, do they really care about your health? No, they don't. Do and they really care about your health? You know, you used to think that the FDA and the CDC would be the watchdogs, and so they're going to monitor these medications and or vaccines for safety and efficacy. But you and I have talked you before on programs about what the FDA has approved that ended up having to be pulled out because they were toxic. It's shocking <laughs> when you actually look back at right. some of these drugs. And a lot of them were pulled not because the FDA made a decision, oops, it's bad. It's because a lot of lawsuits were waged against these medications that the FDA approved, and then they had to be pulled from the market. So the difference here is that there's not going to be lawsuits against the vaccines because back in the 1980s, unfortunately, Congress under Ronald Reagan gave carte blanche immunity to the drug manufacturers when they produce a, quote, vaccine as compared to a other kind of non-vaccine drug. Mm -hmm. So if you had class action liability potential for these vaccines, a lot of these, in particular the COVID one, would be off the market. They would be flooded with class action lawsuits. And that's why they're doing these vaccines because they want to create something under the rubric of a vaccine. They have complete liability immunity. For more information, we've been talking about this. You can go to lc.org forward slash vaccine. We have lots of information, lots of things that we were, quote, fact-checked on by these media that we now know received money from the federal government to pro promote only positive stories. What we have said is turned out to be true. What they have said is propaganda. lc.org forward slash vaccine. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith family and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. The website again, lc.org.